stand by. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Went a little weird on the voice there. Trying something new and uh, don't think I liked it. Hurt my voice a little bit. <coughs> Made me cough. Yeah, thumbs down on that one. Something I like to say... Jesus. <laughs> Something I like to say at the top of every show, with the exception of high internet days, which this is, is a sort of spoiler warning. However, I also always mention on internet days that I do not give out spoiler warnings, which in itself is a sort of spoiler warning when you really boil it down. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts. Something I like to try to remember to do on Fry Internet Days, although have a spotty, spotty record for doing so, is to say that there is an app for this, meaning this podcast. If you are using an an Android device, again, voice went funny for no reason there, an Android device, you have for free, for your listening pleasure, question mark, convenience, exclamation point, a free app within the Google Play Android store. Just search uh, Podbean, Lackadaisical, Lipperkubrickerless, things of that nature. I think even if you just type in my name, Jordan Maywood, it'll pop up there as well. So, give her a download, why don't you? If, like me, you are using an iDevice, what you can do is the good people over at Podbean who host this podcast have created a mobile version of all of their uh, podcast websites, including mine, which, when added to the home screen, is very app-like in its form and function. A thank you to them. Very, very much appreciate it. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related goodness, which is today's sponsor, which is... The Doug Benson Alarm Clock. Once again, today's sponsor is the Doug Benson Alarm Clock. The only alarm clock that will only ring at 420. Thank you for that. Doug Benson Alarm Clock Company Incorporated. Trademark. Registered. Very, very good of you. Today, doing something a little different, as I seem to be on a theme of doing things differently this week, in that uh, normally I don't very often start off my podcast with the drive home. I usually start in the mornings. However, uh, I figured since I got the time, I would take advantage of it. Just take, grab hold of it by the by the short and curlies and really just rub that time right between your boobs. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, basically. 
Uh, the other thing I thought, the thing I thought, was that uh, I can kind of take my time doing it this way a little bit more by getting in a couple items on my way home tonight with a sort of leisurely pace, and then saving tomorrow's drive-in for one item that I've brought back a whole bunch of examples of. Okay, okay, that is my plan, that is what I'm going to do. Item the first is curiosity from a Miss Kiri Callahan, I think, to further the sort of alliteration that I got going here, that she's got going there, I mean, is to call her Cutie Kiri Callahan. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, she is on the Geek and Sundry channel, I guess specifically, or pacifically, if you're an idiot, the Geek and Sundry vlog channel. I like checking these things out. Definitely my favorites are hers, as well as the ones done by Jeff Lewis. Those I, I check out every single one. For all the other folk, I'll sort of check it out on a title-by-title -title basis, meaning if the title is something that interests me, I will check it out. And they're all good. There is no denying it. Whoever picks these, which I, I guess I have to somewhat assume is uh, Felicia Day has a hand in choosing these, she's got a good eye for what makes a good vlog. And that's V. L-O-G, video, log, or video weblog, or vlog, or whatever. It's a thing. It's a thing. Did she coin that term, vlog? I think she did. No? Yes? Question mark? Uh, I don't have time to answer questions. Hold your questions till the end, please. This was a good one because it uh, answered very, very well a question I have always had, and that is, as far as classic Doctor Who, and I'm talking... Classic, pre-Eccleston uh, Doctor Who. How do you get into that? Just period. Well, no, not period. Question mark. I've always thought it would be something that I'd like to sort of delve into, but when you consider that it started in 1963, and we're now in the year, what is this, 2013, I do believe? That's a lot of time to catch up on things. Now, one thing I would find difficult about delving into earlier Doctor Who episodes is I'm sort of a completionist when it comes to TV, and my brain would only, I think, potentially, possibly, maybe allow this to happen if I started with the very first episode and worked my way through, which I don't think is feasible. So that's why, I, that's another sort of reason that I haven't kind of explored these waters. But... Because often Doctor Who is broken up into stories, you could potentially, and this video talk from Kyrie Callahan sort of leads me to believe this is true, that you can just pick and choose a story within this greater scope and still have a good time. So maybe I'll, I'll look, look closelier, closelier at doing just that. She gave some thoughts as to how and where and what you could, how you could sort of jump around and do this effectively. Uh, something else that kind of cool came up in this talk is that I had no idea the sort of, apparently, great amounts of audio-only sort of radio versions of Doctor Who stories exist out there. I didn't even know that existed at all. And to learn that it does, and went on for many, many, many years, and there's just reams and reams, although I guess it's not in reams, since it's audio, and reams is uh, paper. Oh, boy. Ear, ear reams and ear reams. 
of this audio Doctor Who fun available? Where is it available? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe she mentioned it in the talk, but I don't remember if she did or not. Yeah. Anyways, another thing to look into for myself. Uh, another kind of a good thing of this podcast is the occasional mental note, like I am about to leave myself right now. Jordan, look into audio versions of Doctor Who things. Mental notes completed. Yeah, okay, so uh, I guess I'll just leave it behind by saying if this is a question you have ever asked yourself, this is a sort of perfect resource for you to answer it. You're welcome uh, from Kiri Callahan. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really do much work other than mention it here and say, it is a good thing. Check it out. Okay, let's move on to my next item. Up for bids? No, we're not bidding on items. That is ridiculous. Uh, my next items are a couple, as in two. Big thinks. Yeah, love a little big think in the liberal cube. Spreading it around. Getting our brains into a higher gear, perhaps, than they would normally otherwise. Bigging our thinking. Lovely. The ones I have here are two. Um, yes, I have mentioned in the last handful of episodes that my drive home is filled with darkness, or rather, perhaps, not filled with light. This is because of the Earth's axis and it being uh, winter in the Northern Hemisphere. So, I cannot read my notes, and I don't feel it safe to turn on my light and drive with it on, because I think I've heard that's not safe. So, uh, I just took a quick little... A quick? Took a quick little view. I'm not sure what a quick is. Took a, took a, took a quick... Oh, fuck. Took a quick little boo, and uh, my notes say dark matter and trolling the FBI. So dark matter, I don't remember what the talk was exactly other than explaining it a little bit. Uh, yeah, okay, for the most part, that's what it was. How dark matter is what comprises most of the universe. Wow. Uh, the stuff that sort of makes up what is between the stars and the planets. Yeah? Is that uh, the way to look at it? I think so. However, my notes, my point for notes, that trigger off things within my brain to help me to remember what this talk was about, are in the dark. <laughs> like the matter. Oh, it's almost got a sort of poetic irony there. So, I won't talk about that one very much. <laughs> The other one, trolling the FBI, what was that one? Oh, uh, it was a guy who thought that the FBI was sort of scoping him out for what reason? He didn't get into too much detail, but uh, I think it was for, like, computer-related hacky-type things. The reason I'm making that assumption is because the ways in which he went about trolling them involved him sort of hacking in. And that's, for me, always a sort of very elusive and ethereal thing to say. He hacked something. Like, what does that mean exactly? We see examples in movies of people hacking things, and I know that those examples are idiotic. Now, I don't know why they are idiotic, other than people who are hackers saying that that is ridiculous, that that's what they're using to to show people hacking things. So, I, I, I know that much, at least, but I don't know what the actual act of hacking would look like. So I'm uh, very curious about that. So 
something that has always interested me. I think, though, I wouldn't have it in me for the reason that it involves coding and lots and lots of numbers. And numbers and me do not get along too well. Uh, but then again, that's as far as math they don't get along too well. Do I need math abilities to be able to understand code and therefore understand hacking? Yeah, so many questions. Anyways, this ability allowed him to know through certain clues when the FBI was going to search his apartment. <laughs> so he left uh, like donuts for them. That's a donuts for the FBI. So when they sort of busted in, A, he wasn't there, and B, a box of donuts saying for the FBI was waiting for them. I very, very much like that thought. So, you know what I did? I just mentioned it, because I'm all about mentioning thoughts that I like. Folks, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up quick, quick. Or queek, if you prefer. I will be back for you. It will seem like a short, short period of time. For me, it will be, well, a long period of time involving eating some dinner, having some sleeps, um, eating some breakfast, break fast, if you will. If you will. For now, I suppose I will say, um, well, normally when I get to work, I, I do a little LSP impression, Lumpy Space Princess, with a little, oh my god, look at her butt. But uh, that doesn't seem fitting to me for the reason that I'm not at work. I'm uh, just about at home. Usually, when I'm just about at home, I say it's nice to be nice to the nice, so I don't quite feel like saying that, because that's more of an end of the episode. What should I say? What should I say? I need something new, new and exciting. So yeah, how, how about, how about uh, we'll, we'll go the nerdy route? Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, wonder, wondering if I could have a moment of your time. Uh, uh, just looking in to see if you perhaps have uh, a copy of Star Trek II The Wrath of Cod. I would like to uh, lower it from you if I may. Thank you. Transition! Hello again! I am going to resist my very, very strong urges for preamble and jump right the hell back into this Internet Day episode with my last item. My last item, which I have written down way, way, way more examples of, I think, than I can fit in um, in my drive to work, but that's just how I roll. Yeah. When I find something I like that has, in this case, one, two, three, four, five, six plus episodes already available, I will... Watch all of them at once. Binge watch them, if you will. And that is just what I have done here. Done here with a little, uh, could we call it a podcast? Could we call it a web series? We could call it a bunch of people sitting around getting high and shooting the shit. We could call it whatever we want, really. However, if we want to go with its name, we will call it Getting High with Doug. Getting High with Doug. The Doug in question being Mr. Doug Benson, who, if you are a listener, a regular listener to my Internet Day episodes, uh, has come up quite a number of times in one form or the other. 
the usual form being his podcast, Doug Loves Movies, which I listen and watch every single one. I don't watch it so much as if I occasionally glance at my speakers because it is audio only, whereas this, uh, I believe there's an audio only version because he hinted at that. Well, didn't so much hint as outright say it a couple times, but uh, I watched it on the YouTube, available for free for your listening and watching pleasure, and it was a pleasure, let me tell you. Uh, I love, the thing I love about podcasts the most are funny people sitting around and just talking. That, for me, is one of my favorite things in the whole world. So, when you add in the element of them getting super, super high, <laughs> it is in the, it is, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It is, it's almost as if Mr. Doug Benson, the hardest working stoner, I was going to say in show business, but no, just period, has created a sort of totally new medium of programming, the medium of getting high and then filming it. Uh, because apparently that is now legal. I, I don't think that was always legal. There's, there's some strange legalness or law things going on around this. For example, in his first episode with Miss Jenny Slate, uh, they were shut down for a period of time by, it didn't sound like cops or anything like that, it sounded like some dude from YouTube or something like that. Uh, I'm very, very curious about the details of what happened there. They just sort of briefly glanced, glanced, briefly spoke of it without getting into too much or any detail, so interesting. Why don't I? jump right into episode the first with, as I mentioned seconds ago, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, who I know from uh, her couple of uh, couple of episodes of Parks and Recreation, but she's been in uh, a number of other things as well, and I like to verify this whenever I am able to, and I'm easily able to do so here. She's very, very funny, and I like her very, very much. Uh, something she spoke of that sort of came up in other episodes as well, is that she is smoking pot on the internet for millions to see, and some of those millions may be her parents, <laughs> which uh, amuses me very, very much, because my parents, both of them, know that uh, back in the day, I used to smoke a fair amount of pot. Not a lot of pot. And uh, in recent years, just once in a blue moon sort of thing. Uh, and sort of on that note, I think, despite the fact that I really, really like this whole idea and all of these episodes, I think I'd probably only give them a 4 out of 5 if I was rating them, which I don't usually do on the Fry Internet Day episodes. However, I think if you were to watch this while high, uh, you'd give it a 6 out of 5. Yeah, you, you would be off the charts. The, the charts would no longer make sense because you'd be so high, so you'd say 6 out of 5. That is my thought. And uh, how about this? Audience participation time. Uh, have a look at this. And smoke joints and let me know if it's a 6 out of 5. Thank you. You can tweet that to me at Jordan underscore Maywood. Maybe get Doug Benson in on that tweet as well. Let him know. Give him some props because he goddamn well deserves it. <laughs> the set... <laughs> uh, I want to put that in quotes. The set that they film this on is, <laughs> I don't know, I don't 
really know if they just sort of found a room that looked like this or there was any thought into the design of it because it's kind of a public access television looking it's got sort of a space theme to it which i guess if you're smoking lots of pot you want to be in space and really high huh yeah i don't know they've got swivel chairs which is good and bad i think perhaps super 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 comfortable lazy boy chairs might be a route to go then your guests might fall asleep though anyways uh, a lot of playing in the swiveling of chairs doug benson as you do in a podcast has come up with a series of games to play while super high for example pot quiz hot shop no what was it i didn't write it down all i wrote down was pot pot quiz mm. i think it was pot quiz hop shop is that what it was mm, that makes as much sense as anything he asked the guests uh, questions a wide wide variety of topics questions i think what his aim was and sometimes it succeeded and sometimes it didn't was to ask them things that if you are high are extremely difficult to answer and if you were not high they're easy that that sort of idea <coughs> Another thing they did was uh, pot topics. That was where, <laughs> again, this seems like a strange idea. Uh, Doug Benson would bring up a recent sort of item from the news involving pot and pot laws and things like that. So attempt to have a serious discussion around the subject of pot in America and uh, do it while extremely high. <laughs> So some good, uh, you know, juxtaposition there. And I like it. Lastly, he ended every episode with a magic trick. Yeah. Which uh, I never sort of thought of that. And it just goes to show, I think, that someone who smokes the amount of pot that Doug Benson does is going to have some good ideas as far as what to do on a show where all you do is smoke pot. And one of them is showing people who are super high magic tricks. And I will say... Uh, it's been the same guy every time so far. I didn't write down his name. Apologies for that. Who has done these magic tricks. And these are not just sort of hacky, pick a card, any card kind of tricks. They're they're quite impressive, even if you're not high. So good on them. I think uh, for the rest of these, I'm going to try to go a little more rapid virally because I want to fit in as much as I can. That's what he said? She said? What? Next head on, Jeff Ross, Jeffrey Ross, king of the insult. Yeah, sure. Well, why don't uh, I just give him that distinction right now? King of the roasts, that is a distinction I don't think I'm the first to say he is the king of. He, I think, won. It was between him and the next guest, Anthony Jeselnik, who also does the roast, who had the most insults just about the set, uh, about Doug and what he was wearing and people in the quote-unquote audience, not so much an audience present, as just the people filming and the audio people and whatever. Whatever sort of people are involved with the recording and production of a thing such as this, make fun of them. A constant barrage of insults is kind of what it felt like, and it was friggin' amazing. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the first one, or they did it with Jenny Slade as well. But uh, Doug Benson had the idea to ask guests what their first sort of pot story was. Some of them were just, actually a fair number of them were tried it a bunch of times and nothing happened. And then uh, 
and then tried it one time and loved it. That that seemed to be a common theme. Some of them were more interesting and involved, and possibly made up for the purposes of comedy. Don't call me a cynic, but that is just the possibility of a feeling that I had. Folks, I'm going to stop and get a coffee and a donut, because uh, that's what I want to do. And I do what I want to do. I will edit, edit, edit this out and be back in a moment. On the road again. Road again. Oh boy. So, the lovely and talented Jordan <laughs> uh, helped me at my Timmy Hortons that I frequent occasionally. Ah boy. Jordan. The girl, did I mention? The girl named Jordan. Ah, yes. Hmm. Her. Ha. Ah. Okay, so, let's hop back in. I was talking Jeff Ross, pot stories. Do I have a good first pot story? No. Nothing spectacular. Grew up in a small town. Small town, small town, small town, as Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen would say. And, uh, if you do that, the odds that you're going to drink and smoke pot are, I think, exponentially raised the smaller the town is. That is my theory, and I will leave it at that. <laughs> On this one, they did uh, some puzzles. Yeah, some brain teasers. And I was surprised. I don't think it was just in this one, but uh, in, in a few homes so far, they've done these brain teasers and puzzles and been very, very good at them. Uh, I think the one I was most impressed by, and I'm not sure if it was in this or not, was the one where uh, a whole bunch of colors pop up, and you have to say... Uh, kind of hard to explain, actually. Uh, you colored words, and the words are colors, and you have to say what the word says, not what the color of the word is. If that makes any sense at all, which it may or may not, but we're talking about people smoking pot, so we don't have to make 100% sense 100% of the time. Oh, uh, a little something that popped up on this one, which is kind of cool, is that uh, apparently Doug Benson writes for the roasts occasionally. So uh, I like that. Some of the jokes I am hearing are from Mr. Doug Benson. Cool beans. Lastly, uh, they just touched on, and I'm surprised this only came up once, I think, uh, was Eats. Let's get some Eats. Uh, one thing I do recall of smoking was being constantly hungry. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of surprised you don't see these guys chowing down. It's more just smoking and sitting. They'll have uh, glasses of stuff for their cottony mouths, but uh, that's pretty much it. I assume as soon as they're done, they go out and bring and get their chow on, and that amuses me. That, I think, is something they should go out and record. Put that up as well. You're, you're doing it anyways, right? Might as well record it and call it a show. Call it a show. I suppose people don't want to hear other people eat, though. Yeah, there is that. Okay, next hat on, Anthony Jeselnik, who, again big into the whole roast scene. He's a bit of an insult comic as well. He's got one of those personas where he's a real, real mean asshole, which has got to be tough to keep, I think, going. Like, there's got to be times where he he wants to do something nice, but then it'll be sort of out of character. I, I think that has to happen to him, because despite the fact that he says very, very many mean things, uh, I kind of almost get the impression that he's not really a really mean guy. 
and I think that's true of a lot of people, like Don Rickles, say, he's sort of the king of the insult comic, even though I said that about Jeff Ross earlier, I take it back, more of a prince, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Jesnick said he cannot perform while high, and that makes sense, especially if you have your act memorized, that's gonna interfere with that, it has to. On the other hand, Doug Benson, I think, quite often, or even often, performs high, so... Uh, maybe it could go either ways. Uh, this is where they had a little bit more of the actual intelligent conversation regarding the rules of pot in various states. And uh, lastly, I wrote, my last note here says that Dayton, Ohio hates Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> Apparently he had quite a number of bad sets there. He said by the end, he would just purposely go up and try to say the most offensive things he can could about Dayton, Ohio, in order to get them riled up, <laughs> which is amusing, but then Doug Benson said he would have to go on after him, so imagine going up and going on with that audience. It would not be good, I can't imagine. Next, head on Mr. Greg Proops. Greg Proops, yeah. Uh, Greg Proops and Doug Benson, titans of podcasting, so I love it. Actually, just, uh, I can't remember, but some fr- internet days ago, spoke of Greg Proops on Kevin Pollock's chat show in more detail than I'm going to speak of him here, but a very, very high regard of him and his ability to say funny things. Seemingly with ease, but it is not ease. He he had been smoking pot the longest out of anyone, and that may just be because he's he's not a young buck anymore. Uh, in this episode, it came out that Doug Benson, famous Doug Benson of pot-smoking fame, huh? Uh, didn't start smoking pot until he was 28. Wow. Uh, he had that same similar story of smoking a bunch of times and nothing happened, happening and then just saying, eh, why bother doing this? I'll just drink instead. And then, Greg Proops and Brian Posehn, at the age of 28, Doug Benson being, uh, smoked him up again. And he has not looked back since. Has a goddamn movie called Super High Beam, for example, which I recommend you check out, actually. How about, just on that note. Uh, something they spoke of here is Sativa and Indica, which I guess are the two main different strains of pot. Uh, and this brought up many questions for me. I know there's different types of pot. Is it Sativa and Indica, and within those, there's different types? I don't really know how it works. Back when I smoked pot, it was, oh, can I get some pot? Yeah, here's your pot. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh, what kind would you like? What kind of high are you looking for? Which I think is something that comes about from being in California and having it, um, I want to say legal or, I don't don't know, it's so weird what it is over there. Legal-ish, let's call it. I think this may have been the first where Doug brought up the question, famous folk you have smoked pot with. And uh, that's something he's asked other guests since this point. Uh, Greg Proop's favorite one was The Clash, so I like that. But mine, that sort of blew me out of the water, was Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot Top, the smoking pot. That is funny, because Top spelled backwards is pot, and Carrot Top spelled backwards is pot terracotta. Probably got that wrong. Here they threw in a list of good movies while high, so if for any reason, check this episode out for that alone, because Doug Benson has a movie, a movie a podcast called Doug Loves Movies, 
Um, I forget what Greg Proop's movie film school, I think is called. What's it called? Anyways, he's got a movie related podcast as well. Uh, they even mentioned during this sort of segment that they could do this all day, just sit around and talk movies. And hell, I would love to be there and talk to movies all day because I could do it as well. Uh, next one was with Eric Andre. He, I don't think, liked getting high. <laughs> oh, at, at one point they had a spelling contest in this one and had to spell lackadaisical. So I liked that because it is a word in the name of this podcast. Last one, which unfortunately I'm at work, so I'm not going to have time to talk about, but that is sort of a double-edged sword, because I want you, if you're going to check out any of these, to perhaps even start with this one, just because it was my absolute favorite. It was with guest Sarah Silverman and Todd Glass. Todd Glass, (laughs) uh, I listen to his podcast as well, The Todd Glass Show. And uh, he is one of the funniest dudes on the planet, just, you know, period, full stop. Sarah Silverman is, for my bang, for my buck, the funniest woman existing today on this planet. So, as you can imagine, combine that with these three sitting around smoking some pot, it was a little slice of never-before-seen YouTube comedy action that will go down in the annals of history. The annals of history, not even the annals. Folks, that will leave one final thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.